0: You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the X-Man where we talk everything wrestling. This episode of Hot Tag is brought to you by... Hey Matty Ice, I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, you know what, so am I. Let's go get us a pizza or something, order a pizza in. no. Why would we order pizza when we could have pile driver pizza? Comes in four awesome varieties: pepperoni, sausage and pepperoni, four cheese, and supreme. Ooh, sounds delish! Give me a supreme. All right, let's go down to the store, and if you guys are hungry too, you can get them at a store near you. This is Axel the Axeman, Man, and you're listening to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys on the Anchor Podcast app.
1: Welcome back to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys. I'm one half of the hosts, Matty Ice, other half, Axman, on the other line. We're not uh, live and in person today. Too much stuff going on. But I am back from uh, my vacation down in Arizona. So what's going on, Axman?
0: Oh, nothing much. Just another great, great day in Milwaukee, enjoying the summer, and uh, yeah, enjoying some wrestling. Well, that's good. That's good.
1: Um, yeah, I uh, kind of enjoyed the week being out of 115 degree heat. Even though the humidity is around here, it's been a little cooler. So that's been a little nice. So, I don't really get too much wrestling in, but uh, I see that uh, some uh, storylines kept on happening this week. So,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, nothing too new. Um, obviously, the bloodline still going on. I feel that they're going to end it soon. I mean, this is an extremely long storyline, uh, probably one of the longest continuing storylines ever um especially in one promotion yeah. um not counting territory days you know where they take the feud to the next territory kind of thing but um yeah i i mean i don't know i i feel like that um nowadays with how um easily accessible wrestling is that it's it's next to near impossible to keep a storyline going this long without people getting extremely burnt out. I mean, I just without them bringing in um, more wrestlers to give to essentially give to Roman Reigns on his side, um, mm-hmm. the storyline is going to get pretty stale, and I feel that they may have to end it at SummerSlam. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? um
1: I don't know I don't know what they'll do um because they could end up roping in um this whole solo thing I don't know where solo is, solo stands I haven't watched Smackdown in like two weeks or even like Got much out of it in like two weeks, um, but uh, I don't know where Solo stands with the the bloodline, and I don't know where Jimmy is with the bloodline since Solo beat him up. Or they beat they beat him up or whatever the case is. So the feud could end up like continuing on with that um possibly potentially and just kind of drag out till who knows when
0: yeah so to me and this is just my perspective um it seems that what they're doing right now in the bloodline is, Almost essentially the same thing they did with uh, Sami Zayn. You know, one of them breaks away and the other, you know what I mean? Yeah, that could happen. That's kind of how it seems to me. And then, obviously, everybody knows the Usos are going to stay together. So, I mean...
1: Yeah, I guess uh, my question would be is, is he going to come after somebody after he
0: gets back? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. But I feel that we all know what – I don't know. I kind of feel that I know which way it's going um, or what I would like to see anyways. mm mm-hmm. um, I think a big – a huge payoff at the end, like we've said before, is definitely Solo turning on Roman, especially – I mean, I don't know if he's ready for the title, but – Um. I think it would be interesting. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, I guess we'll see what, uh, what goes down there. Um, Um, you were telling me before, just a few minutes ago, before we jumped on the podcast, is that uh, um on Raw this week is um the four way for the U.S. title Rey Mysterio one.
0: Um yeah. Yeah, so, so right. So what but this was there? this was on um I guess I don't know, I just saw a tweet from WWE last night and it says I'm reading the quote from the WWE page. It says Ray wins. It's Ray Mysterio versus Escobar in the US title invitational finals. That's Hmm. next week on SmackDown.
1: What happened to LA Night?
0: Uh, What's going on here? I don't know.
1: You know, the other day, or the other week, whatever the case was, he wasn't on TV. They, like, had him on the pre-show and, like, hyped up the
0: crowd, and then that was it. Yeah, this is... um... It's almost kind of like when Daniel Bryan got super hot. Right. Um, except they're, like, not going that direction at all.
1: Yeah, they're not even, like, feeding to the
0: crowd at all. So that that's kind of annoying to me. Like, I understand you don't have to follow the crowd every time they, like, gravitate towards somebody, but, I mean... If somebody is like on fire as LA Knight, I mean, I feel like you got to at least like give him a secondary title to like see how he does.
1: Right. You got to do something for the guy. I don't know. It doesn't really make any sense. I mean, Triple H. Um. He acknowledged them that minute, money in the bank or whatever, but yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. That's kind of disappointing, you know. You no, know, I think we were both on the on
0: the LA night train, right? Yeah, you know, I really dig. Was was pretty into him when he was in NWA as Eli Drake. Right, um, he just really meshed there. Uh, and then, obviously, he wanted to be able to keep the name and stuff, so he changed his name coming into WWE. But um, obviously, when they went the direction of the male model thing i wasn't too into it but like essentially he's the same character and i really dig that um so yeah i don't know i was hoping they'd go they were going to push him to the moon but for some reason it seems like they they don't really care for him yeah
1: that's strange Very strange. Well, I know when he came in and he was in NXT and I thought he was going to be like one of those guys that like are a big deal, but like get people over, you know, as like a training aspect,
0: coaching aspect. So, I just came across across a tweet. Listen to this. Okay. So the tweet is from at just Alex Central. I'm assuming this this guy has does wrestling stuff as well. Um, his tr- his tweet says, "Of course, La Knight didn't win a chance to go to SummerSlam because why back the guy who consistently gets the biggest reactions and is a top merchandise seller." But maybe they'll push him after, later after SummerSlam. That's the problem. With It says that is the problem. WWE always does this. They never capitalize on talent who get themselves over because they don't align with their immediate plans. They wait too long until the momentum has faded to push them, which is frustrating. It's a reoccurring pattern of stupidity that baffled me for years and still baffles me now.
1: Hmm.
0: That guy couldn't have said it better. Yeah, this guy definitely hit the, uh, the nail on the head for sure. I mean, what other indicators do you need to push somebody? I mean, if the guy's going out there and get, taking whatever you have and getting over – Almost like we talked last week about uh, Chad Gable. Right. Like, you have to give the them TV time. Think about, like, I, I don't know how you feel about, um, oh, gosh dang it, what is their name? I can't think what, what their names were, but basically, Scotty Duhati and Rikishi and um, Grandmaster Sexay. Too cool. That was supposed to be a ha ha funny thing. That was like one of the most popular things mm-hmm. in the late nineties and early 2000s. And those guys had tons of TV time, You're right? And obviously, Rikishi's another story because he did single stuff and whatnot, and was still a very talented wrestler. But I mean. I'm not saying make L.A. Knight a joke, and I'm not saying make Chad G- Gable a joke, but these guys had, have to constantly be on SmackDown and or Raw. And honestly, I think they should get, they should have let L.A. Knight have a, had a shot at the U.S. title.
1: I mean, yeah, I agree. Should have done something there. But they're just choosing not to, so for whatever reason, I don't agree with it at all. I mean, why would Rey Mysterio be in the
0: the U.S. title hunt? Yeah, especially considering he's on the back half of his career.
1: Right, and I don't think Rey Mysterio is that hot. I mean, he's he's Rey Mysterio. You know, I mean, people are going to be like pumped up for Rey Mysterio, anyways. But like, and then Escobar. I mean, those two names don't really come to mind for next people to like, challenge for a U.S. title, I mean, I don't know. With all those names on there, I mean, you could have went with Bobby Lashley again if you wanted to, or LA Knight, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, to be completely honest with you, this might be a little Vint sesh, but – this is how I feel WWE has been for a while is that they get in this, like almost like a rut where it's the same. Let's just, I, I don't know what number I want to really put on it, but it's the same guys over and over and over. It's always the same guys in the, um, in the title picture it's always the same guys in the main events always the same guys doing spots on weekly television and they don't really like branch out and say oh well let's throw this guy in this spot see what happens and let them figure it out on their own kind of thing um and it almost seems like that Triple H was kind of starting to get out of that rut when Vince went on his like if you want to call it a leave of absence or whatever Um, but now that he's back you can definitely tell when Vince is quote unquote in charge as opposed to when he wasn't Um, and it almost seems like that no matter what anybody tries to do if Vince doesn't want to do it, he doesn't do it, which doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um. So, like, at least, like, Tony Khan's not my favorite promoter either, but at least he kind of somewhat listens to the people, and at least he's, like, putting on matches that are going to be good. They may not have any story behind them, but at least it's something that I want to sit down and watch, and I'm not going to get frustrated with, like, the fact that they're holding somebody back, you know what I mean? I mean, they're, it almost seems like they're purposely saying, no, LA night. No, I don't care how, how popular you are. It's not going to happen. And that's almost bad for business. Right. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but that's how I feel.
1: No, I agree. I agree with everything you just said. And I don't like it. You don't like it. Nobody likes it.
0: Yeah. And
1: I don't think anybody else likes it. Yeah,
0: it's hard to say. Um, And I agree with you with everybody else because just this morning I've been on going through Twitter for, I don't know, less than we've been on the podcast. So we've been on almost 20 minutes. And I've been on Twitter for maybe 12 of those, and I've seen so many tweets about LA night and how people are disappointed. So I don't know. Hopefully we see things, uh, <laughs> change in the coming weeks. Let's hope so.
1: So let's hope cause, um, uh... It's kind of turned me off a little bit, so
0: yeah. Um. Well, did you see some uh, some stuff from Impact this week by chance? I did,
1: I did. Um, Alex Shelley. Um. See the world. He's the world champion, right? Yeah, am I getting the two mixed up?
0: No, nope, no, you're nope. right.
1: Okay. Um. So Alex Shelley was talking to um. Uh. Josh Alexander. And I think they were going to fight or something like that. They were trying to book a match. And then Leo Rush came out. And Leo Rush just became the X-Division champion. Okay. Um, he beat Chris Saban for that title, which that guy's been in and out of wrestling I don't know how many times. And he's just bouncing from promotion to promotion to promotion. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know his gimmick. I don't really like his, his gimmick. I mean, if it's mental, if it's a mental thing, I, I mean, not to play down on mental things, but, like, if he's got some kind of mental condition, you know, and he's, like, leaving company to company, I, I, I really don't like that. At all. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, in WWE, he was Bobby Lashley's manager or whatever the case was. And he was, like, super good. And then I forgot what happened. Did he leave on a mental issue or did he... I
0: I think so. I don't remember. But, yeah, it seems like that...
1: Or did he get fired? He might have got fired.
0: Well, but... Or it let go. It kind of seems that he... Like, gets in his own head. He goes somewhere and gets a lot of traction. And then it's almost like he gets in his own head and, like, beats himself up and makes makes things an issue when they... I, I, I can't speak for him, to be honest with you. Um, right. You know, I don't know what goes through his head. I don't know um, what demons he deals with or, you know, um, I don't want to call them problems because I understand. Mental health is important, but um, that's just the way it seems to me. Is like, it seems like everywhere he goes, I mean, he's extremely talented. He can do oh. so many things, and he's so good on the mic. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he is, like, super, super good. Um,
1: and, yeah, you can carry on.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, from an outside perspective, it it just seems to me that it almost seems like that he gets in his own head sometimes. Um, But that's just from my outside perspective. I could be completely wrong. Um, I mean,
1: that that could be definitely the case, you know. Um, Could be definitely the case there. Um, And... Um, I was going to say that uh, um, uh, he's super good, super talented, and he's been with big-name companies. He knows what to do. And I think if he's having these mental issues, mental breakdowns, in my perspective, I don't think he should be with a bigger promotion. Um, I think he should be like, like an indie guy, a mainstay indie guy that just kind of, takes his time and does things here, does things there, you know, and just collects pretty much off of his name, you know, and sells merch and all that stuff. I mean, will he make Buko Bucks doing that? I don't know. I mean, Leo Rush had a short career in ROH, and then he went to WWE. So... Um... And then he got popular because of the Bobby Lashley thing. Because the dude is pretty small. I think he might be smaller than you. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I, that's just where I stand on him. I mean, great wrestler, great talker on the mic. Um, he's he's got it all for being as young as he is and, and I'll just say as small as he is because he is a small guy, but it's just unfortunate that his mental game is taking him down if it I mean we might get a lot of hate mail for that this, but like if it's actually legit, you know?
0: Yeah, and that... It's it's shitty that we even have to bring that part up, but, I mean, nowadays, sometimes it seems like that people are using other people's... I I think his is legit. I really do. Um, Yeah. But there are those people out there that use make things up and use it as a crutch. And then the pe- those people who actually do suffer from whatever it may be, not just mental health, but other, you know, problems and issues and stuff, they kind of get, you know, shit on when it comes to the real, you know, those people that are faking it have faked so much. that ev- Now everybody's got a sour taste in their mouth. Being like, oh, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just
1: saying it because of the fact that it's happened so many times, you know, where he comes into a company and then leaves. Yeah. And then, like, is it legit or are you just using that as an excuse to get out of? Whatever deal you set up, so that's just that's just my opinion on it, and I know I'm hating pretty hard there, um, probably against his his illness or whatever the case is, but I'm yeah. yeah. I'm, like, tongue-tied up in my own sentence here because, like, I don't want to believe that he, he's using it as a crutch, but I'm just kind of bringing it up like that. So
0: Yeah, I, I follow you.
1: So so don't hate me too much, people. I like Leah Rush. <laughs> I've always liked Leah Rush. When I first saw him on ROH, you know, I was, I was like, oh man, that, that's like, that's like me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I could I can actually do this. Yeah. But at that point in time, I think I was like 10 years older than he was, so.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't even know, I don't even know how old Leo Rush is. He's probably like your age, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah I think he's like my age, maybe a little younger, um. So, but, um, have you been seeing any stuff about ROH? Um, not much. So, not much at all. Obviously, um, haven't been able to watch any of the new ROH pro- uh, product due to the fact that you need a subscription. Um, yeah, I have too many subscriptions in my life as as anyways. So, trying to talk the wife into another one is a slim chance, especially straightforward wrestling one that she can't take of a, take advantage of herself. Um, but Everything I've seen so far, to me, has been extremely positive. Um I like a lot of the things that I'm seeing, like if I see highlights or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the one negative I do have is that they do feature a couple matches each week from AEW guys, which I don't really care for. Um AEW has three freaking shows. They need to keep AEW people on them. I mean, that's ridiculous. Right, exactly. That's ridiculous. Um, but putting that aside, um, I think you'll be extremely happy. Um, <clears throat> Dalton Castle is on fire. And uh, I guess he's going to wrestle Samoa Joe for the TV title. Hmm. A wonderful take it. I don't know. I mean, like I said, um, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Dalton Castle in the last couple of weeks. I um, mean, he's really starting to gain a lot of traction. I mean, um, I w- obviously, Good. I watched a little bit of ROH um, back in the day. Um, the and peacock then i got was to w- on fire back in the day. Well, and that's the thing is when you brought up Dalton Castle, um, when you and I started watching wrestling and stuff together, I had kind of, he had kind of emerged after I had taken a hiatus. So when I, I didn't know who he was. And at first I was like, I don't know. This guy's kind of flamboyant. I don't know if I really like him, but like as I like watched him more and stuff like that. I kind of like, I really dig Dalton Castle. I think he's really unique. Um, He's kind of like, oh gosh, dang it. What's his name? I can't think of what his name name is off the top of my head. Help me out here. Um, I don't really know who you're talking about. Uh, this guy's an old school wrestler. Um, Adrian Adonis, yes. Okay, yeah, he kind of reminds me of him a little bit. Okay, you, you know, like the flamboyant deal, yep, stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> Too bad, uh, Dalton Castle hurt his back though. So, um, because one he was ROH champ for a while, right? And then he hurt his back.
1: Oh yeah, he was ROH champ. So. Yeah, I think he did hurt his back. If I'm not mistaken. So,
0: but I'm surprised that
1: WWE didn't pick the guy up.
0: Yeah. Um. I'm kind of surprised too, but um, like no offense to Tyler Breeze, but I kind of feel like that they would have made Dalton Castle or kind of like Tyler Breeze.
1: Oh, 100%. Um,
0: yeah, I just – I never really cared for that. Um, I think the coolest thing – and I didn't even like it that much, but the coolest thing Tyler Breeze ever did was be a tag team with Fandango, and that was like it. Um, Breezango yeah the fashion police
1: yeah that was funny see and there you go those guys were just doing whatever they could to do
0: whatever right and they got over yeah the, the fashion police stupid idea but
1: it was funny it was funny you kind of waited around for the next segment you know right yeah. And then when they were when they were like questioning like other guys. That was funny.
0: Well, and for them guys too, I I don't I remember their first run, like I've gone back and watched some stuff. But their second run with them in NXT, they actually I liked them more then than the first time around. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know whatever yeah uh, but yeah uh, to go back to my original thought though uh, I I kind of wish that um, that the ROH stuff wasn't a subscription so yeah same it'd be nice to be able to watch some of that stuff
1: even though it is a Tony con product
0: yeah but hey I mean like I said so far what I've seen I've been been really excited about and bummed every week like dang I'm you're missing out and and that's the thing too is I can't even give it a full-fledged like you have to watch this or oh yeah it's great because it looks just because it looks good on paper and what I see from highlights that don't mean anything right. So I'd like to be able to give a few episodes a watch and see what's going on. So, yep. um, What do you think about this uh, MJF Adam Cole storyline as this continues to progress?
1: Well, they all had a dance-off in the ring. Um with their tag team tournament thing. It was uh Daniel Garcia and um um uh, Sammy Guevara dancing. And yeah, they looked um pretty interesting those two. They were uh Pretty one together, you could say. And then uh, Adam Cole dancing with uh, MJF. And Adam Cole didn't have any dance moves. So, supposedly. So, um, But um, their storyline is something, you know. I mean, could they become. Like legit tag team possible, um, but I really see those two like feuding here towards the end, um, and then Adam Cole going back for the world title, um, whether or not we get a, a turn switch out of the deal where MJF becomes face and Adam Cole becomes heel. Um, and that question is yet undecided, I think uh, on my behalf. Um, but either way, I mean, it could be good. Um, So that's pretty much all I got to say about that. I mean, it's keeping it interesting with uh, the gimmicks that they keep throwing out there for those guys. And then they roped Sam Guevara and Daniel Garcia into it. So.
0: Yeah. Like the whole dance-off thing. I just... I just don't know if... Me personally cares for um, the comedic act in terms of with the world champ. you know what I mean? yeah, um, as a like I, a few times here or there, like in a match or whatever, okay, fine. Relieve the tension kind of thing, but as like a storyline, especially a main storyline.
1: Well, they gotta get something going because their product sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That just my opinion. Your but opinion I'm, too, probably. I mean, yeah, maybe it's the spark they need. I guess so. Yeah.
1: I'm actually still bleeding like a stuffed pig. Always. Every match that he has. The blood and guts thing. Um, I I don't know why they don't say that for like a pay-per-view. Because
0: with a name like Blood and
1: Guts, you know, and as bloody as Moxley was, I mean, should that have been on TV?
0: Probably not.
1: Yeah. So you're going to have kids uh, grabbing a bed of nails and jumping onto each other onto a bed of nails? You saw that, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. Um, Yeah. I mean, we've said this a hundred times, and I'm going to continue to say it. Tony Khan has to be a boss. Yeah. Has I to. mean, they had
1: a they had a really big spot where one of the one of the um the bucks were up on top of the cage, dropping tags through the cage. Mm. And. You know, I, I really don't get cage matches anymore. A cage is supposed to contain everybody on the inside. Well, but, but, um, Everybody goes and fights on top of the cage. Um, and it's just like they leave the, the cage door open. They don't like lock it or anything. So uh, everybody's in. So the cage is unlocked. So whoever can like get out. I mean. A, a, a cage match. The only way to win a cage match is to escape from the cage, make your opponent submit. And and that's pretty much it. Unless uh, you're having a pinfall in there. Um, but you have guys doing moonsaws off the top of the cage. How, I mean... I, To to me, those high spots in cage matches don't make any sense because you're standing up there on the cage for, like, ten minutes and the guys are, like, looking up at you.
0: Right. Right, exactly. And Uh, sorry to cut you off. Like I was going to say, it's just, it's, like, almost like a one-up. Every time. What can I do? That I didn't get to do last time. That's going to blow everybody out of the water. Right. And this all started by that. Damn Jeff Hardy. <laughs> no I'm kidding. But right. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah no. I feel you. I'm on the same page with you. Yeah.
1: I, I, I just don't understand. Like the, all the high spots. Off the cage. And. I I don't really understand the whole high spots off of anything like that, you know? I mean, I could, I could see if it's, um, uh, say like somewhere in an arena or whatever the case is. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: let's say Adam Cole and MJF are having a match. Right. Yep. And, um, they're beating each other up and they're both like kind of down for the count almost. And then you had like, let's say, um, uh, like Kyle O'Reilly come out of nowhere from like, um, from above them and like jump off whatever, Platform or um, higher elevation, like on MJF. You know, yeah. I could see that, you know, something unexpected. But when a guy's laying there for 10 minutes for this guy to climb up a structure, and then they, they stand up and, like, oh, are you going to jump or what? And then finally they jump. I mean, it's
0: not wrestling. Yeah. I get what you mean. So I mean is it
1: cool? Sure. <laughs> it's cool like maybe the first time you see it, but then the repetitiveness and like having the guys
0: just standing there like waiting. Yeah, that's almost so. like where we're at in today's wrestling like um the dive from the in the ring to the outside of the ring is just like means nothing to me it's like null and void yeah mjf did it and i saw that that's why i brought it up (laughs) yeah um but yeah it like it's meaningless because everybody does it at least once a match right i bet that if you took a shot every time you saw you watched a match and saw somebody jump outside You'd be drunk. You'd be so drunk. No, no matter really, what two-hour wrestling show you're watching, you'd be hammered. You're probably right. No, I don't even know if you'd be able to make it through the whole show without passing out. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, if it was a WWE show, I mean, they do a lot of talking, so.
0: Yeah, maybe you'd have some time to recover, but still. Yeah.
1: Um Yeah. I don't know, just our gripes here. So just our gripes. Yeah. So I looked up Leah Rush, he's actually twenty eight. He was born in uh he was born on November eleventh, nineteen eighty four. Or 1994.
0: Mm, so he's just a little bit older than I am.
1: He, supposedly he's 5'6 at 100 pounds.
0: That's it? Supposedly. 100 pounds? I don't think he's 100 pounds. He has to be heavier than 100 pounds. He I'm saying he's got
1: to be... I'm saying he's probably got to be like 130, 140. 40, 150 at max?
0: Yeah, he has to be more than 100 pounds. There's no way he's 100.
1: because He's pretty ripped, so I'm taking a
0: guess he's got to be... He's got to be in between like 150, 130. Has to be. There's no way somebody that shredded... I mean, he's like... For a little guy, he's pretty shredded. And I hate to say little guy, because I'm not very big myself, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm at like five, six and a half, and I only weigh like 150 pounds, so. All right. Hmm. So, yeah. I don't know either. So, what else you got? Anything else? Um,
0: Nothing. I feel, uh, like, I
1: can't, I feel like I can't contribute to this podcast anymore because I haven't been watching wrestling. Yeah. Uh, nah. And I haven't been keeping up because, like, I don't know. I feel like I, I almost feel bored with what's going on with the wrestling you know i mean the bloodline story is like one thing but like that's like all i go back to fi- finding out what's going on you know i don't yeah ha- i don't feel like there's anything else really happening except for like spurks with like say ellie knight or whatever the case is
0: yeah no i um, i have to agree with you because i'm i'm kind of feeling the same way um It was funny, uh, the other day, my wife was like, I'm kind of tired, I think I I might go to bed. And I was like, okay, well, I think I'm going to stay up. She's like, oh, okay, well, I'll just stay up too with you. Um, You can watch whatever you want. So I turn on wrestling and I look and she's actually paying attention to it. And she says to me, do you ever watch the current stuff? Cause I was watching some old school stuff Mm -hmm. and uh, I kind of laughed and I was like, yeah, I do. Um, but I like this stuff a little better, especially right now, nothing's really going on. And that's how I felt for like a couple, a couple of weeks. Cause like, you know, Cody's on the back burner, LA Knight's kind of on the back burner. Um, well,
1: Cody's living hard times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause they're basically recreating that storyline. Um, and then, like, anything else in WWE, I'm not super interested in. Um, but then, like, um, AEW, like, Kenny Omega thing's starting to get a little interesting because Don Cow's turned on him um, and stuff. So that's kind of interesting. But, like, other than that, like... It's not much going on in AEW either. I mean, I guess the MJF Adam Cole thing, but that's not my favorite. Uh, but yeah, and then there's not much going on in Impact or NWA or MLW. So um, yeah, it's just kind of hard for for me to want to sit down for two hours and watch stuff that I... A little bored with. Right. No, know, I feel you there. But, I mean, we're getting close to SummerSlam, so maybe things are going to start picking back up. They might. They definitely might.
1: Um, I know the WWE always has options, but it seems like they don't want to move in the direction that everybody wants them to move in. Right. Yeah, late oh yeah. yeah
0: Let me talk to you So
1: Hopefully um, I can get out of my funk and start watching a little bit of wrestling And uh, Be a true contributor Because I remember back in the
0: day I, I used to like carry the team <laughs> Well You gotta get a little break I don't want your back to blow out because then you'll be like Dalton Castle
1: right that'll just be one of the boys <laughs> um. but yeah I, I guess we'll definitely see on what transpires in the near future with um SummerSlam and and um hopefully it's something good
0: yeah we definitely need that for sure a little pick me up at the end of the summer
1: hopefully hopefully whatever they they uh, they have for us hopefully it's entertaining enough to um, keep our minds interested so
0: yeah well, hopefully. Um, if you don't got anything else. No, I don't really have anything else. You got so, a wrestler of the week? Um,
1: wrestler of the week. That's of the week. Hmm. You know, I did see something um from SmackDown with um the travel Chief and Jay Uso. Um Evidently he ripped up the contract or Jay Uso ripped up the contract with Roman Reigns for SummerSlam. Okay. And he goes, This is tribal court. I don't care. Just ripped up the contract. So um So I I think I think Jay Uso is gonna be a big deal as far as uh, Uh, like, we'll say a singles run whether it amounts to anything or not but definitely think that he's going to be a big star even though he's been in the business for like 15 years or however long it's been so so let's say J.U.S.O. all
0: right all right I dig the pick. Um, you know, I think I got to go with, um, you know, I think I got to go with Dalton Castle. Um, saw some highlights from his match with Shane Taylor this week. Um, he was doing pretty, I mean, plus last week I saw he was, like, making an entrance and cutting a promo while he was coming down to the ring. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Dalton Castle. Hopefully he can take the title from uh, Samoa Joe and have a lengthy TV, TV title run.
1: That would be cool. Yeah, it would be really cool. We just need Black Machismo to come back.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. That would be pretty sweet. That Black Machismo gimmick. I
1: mean, I don't know. That was that was that was uh, that was something. I'm not gonna say it was creative because it was just mimicking somebody else, but um, like the the whole the whole
0: deal I mean it was it was good it was really good yeah I definitely like um, babyface Jay Lethal more than I do heel J. Lethal not that he's a bad heel I just personally like Jay Lethal as a babyface more yeah
1: well him and Ric Flair too I mean it was great stuff
0: yeah yeah they, that's another guy who doesn't get the credit that he should. No, I don't, I don't think, I mean, he was,
1: he had a lot going for him on ROH. So why well, he's not getting the same rub as um,
0: being on top of the world with ROH is beyond me. Yeah. Well, he's, things I've seen, he's doing some pretty cool stuff, in my mind, with Jeff Jarrett. Um, I kind of like them two together. It's kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, to go off what you said, I agree. He definitely needs to be riding a little higher than what he is. Because, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's the only three-time ROH champ. He might be. I think so. So... I don't know. I guess that's it, huh? Yeah. Stuff to keep our eyes on going forward, so.
1: Yeah.
0: And I got to start watching
1: wrestling. Yeah, get in front of that tube. Yeah. Or else we're going to have to turn this into a Bluey podcast. They came out with new
0: episodes of Bluey again. I saw that. Love it. That show's great. Yeah. If you haven't seen Bluey, watch Bluey people. Yeah. Well, the, if the taskmaster wakes up, him and I are gonna start watching wrestling again. All right. Well, he's he's sleeping him on me. Took wake took him. over part of the podcast.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: He was my alarm clock this morning. He was the alarm clock. Five thirty. Five twenty. Five twenty. He gets right in your face, meows in your face, gives you gives you a little paw part of the chest. Wake up. And then now he's snoozing and I can't go back to sleep. What a trade. Yep. I guess that's the life. Living with the Taskmaster. Living with the Taskmaster.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, so. All right. With that, I think we is out. We are done. We are out of here. Enjoy the week, everybody. Be safe. Adios. Sayonara. Later. Follow us on Twitter at BeerCityBoys1. That's the number one, not spelled out. BeerCityBoys1.
1: If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast.com. Two thousand twenty at gmail dot com. Hot tag
0: out.